So Leticia, you can share from boot camp, from wherever you want to start to one-on-one, um, wherever you are, because I know you're still like on high right now. And I'll give you the floor. Well, thank you. Um, I'm going to try and make it short because I can be long-winded, but you're fine. Um, I started this journey in 2018. Um, the first time I took it, um, I just used regular general study material and I failed by seven points. Then the second time I went in, I tried to use acronyms. Um, I studied a little bit, but I tried to use the acronyms, but that didn't work. I failed by, what was it, three points um, that time. And so after that, I just decided I wasn't going to take it anymore. I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to try. So I let my, um, I let everything lapse and just didn't do anything. And then others coached me and they persuaded me to go ahead and reapply. Um, so I did, but I kept rescheduling. So the third time I had two weeks cause I couldn't reschedule anymore because my application was going to expire. So my third week, my third time, um, I had two weeks to study because they wouldn't let me keep push the test out anymore. So in two weeks I studied, but I, my job actually paid for, um, a program and it was good. Um, but you just, I just didn't apply myself. And so the third time I took it, it was a year and a half ago. And, um, no, actually two years ago is the third time I took it and I failed by four points. And so I just got discouraged. I didn't try anymore. I didn't even try to apply. And then I actually, um, I received another position in the school and part of the employment is to seek um, licensure. I hemmed and hawed and I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, so I decided to go ahead and put in the application, but I'm in, I'm in Delaware. So Delaware was allowing us to be grandfathered in for LMSW. So I got grandfathered in for the LMSW, but I knew I needed a LCSW. So I hemmed and I went ahead and did the application um, just in January. And so I didn't do anything. I just applied, got approved to sit and didn't do anything. So when, you know, I've been go I was coming to Clubhouse, but then I was like, ah, I don't know. And then May, they talked about, no, April is when they were talking about the boot camp. And so with the boot camp, I joined. You know, I paid my money, did it for six weeks from April to June. And Shara kept telling us, have a date scheduled. I did not have a date scheduled. So I was like, all right, let me, let me go ahead and do something. Because I went through boot camp, but I didn't do anything with the information at all. Um, July rolled around, I started, I started to study, but then I said, well, let me go ahead and try and take this test. So I went ahead and scheduled, but I, I couldn't get a scheduled date until August. And so things happened in July. So I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't study. So I didn't take, I took and pushed it out till October. 
Uh, August came around, didn't start studying. September came around. I had the study material from boot camp, but I didn't, I didn't use it. And then October came and it was two weeks before my test. I said, I need to do something. And so that's when I called Shara and I just went ahead and I did the individual sessions with her from October to actually just Saturday in um, January. We took test. I did my little test on social work prep, did fine. I did a test in Friday. And I'm not going to lie, the beginning of January, I started getting exhausted and I got tired of studying. And so I didn't study and I didn't push myself. Um, so when I took my last test that Shara requested, I scored lower. And Shara was like, well, don't reschedule your test. And mind you, your test was today. And I was talking to her on Saturday. So I had to actually make the decision Saturday not to retest or I would have lost my money. But she said, wait four weeks and we'll study. I said, okay, okay. And, you know, and I gave her that and I, I blew her off. I'm not going to lie. And she knew it. And so I took and went and took the test. I studied a little bit. I went ahead and looked over information and I took the test. I, I ended up passing. Um, I, I needed a 102 and I got a 108. And I said, I'll take that. And that's how I got to this journey. I went against Shara's, you know, what she was suggesting. But for me, I, it was more of a, a spiritual thing for me to, you know, know that I, I know God had me. So that's why I went ahead and took the test today. And you know what, Leticia, you know, I'm human too, right? At first I was like, usually typically when I see scores are lower, um, I'm like, Ooh, maybe we should push out a little bit. And that was because you were, you were study fatigue. And I remember we've been doing this for a while. Um, but you were strong nonetheless during the whole time that you were coaching with me and you had did both programs. One of the key things that Leticia said, and <laughs> Leticia, you can speak to this. You spoke to it right there. The boot camp that I do, it's very different than, um, one-to-one and Leticia, you can speak to that because with Leticia mentioned, I didn't, basically she didn't do what she was supposed to do. The group, it was, is really like a course. It's really, a, I don't want to say it like sink or swim mentality because it brings up like negative, like negative thoughts and anxiety, but it really is. I give you this work. I give you the framework. I say, Hey, you, this is what you're supposed to do. And as well as with Leticia, I always hold people to the fire and say, Hey, we got to have a date on book because you don't all the study, you don't all these practices, you don't what you're supposed to do. You need to test. You need to test immediately uh, because you'll lose all that information. And Leticia was a prime example of what happened when she came back to see me. And I was like, oh, uh, she just like, yeah, the boot camp was great. But she learned that that was not her learning style. So we came no. back for, for one-to-one coaching and we started from square one. So I always mm -hmm. tell people. When it comes to my group coaching program, it is more like a course. It is group coaching, which is why the price is lower. One-on-one um, -on -one coaching, it's a lot more my time. It's a, I'm kind of on you like white on rice. I'm really your accountability partner the whole time. I'm um, building your program your, from scratch. It's more holistic in nature. I'm asking about your stress, your job, your mental health, because as a clinician, I and someone that's experienced it in life, you know, licensing in life, life happens around you studying. So that can very much affect 
how you'll do. Um, and with Leticia, I laughed because she was in her COVID bubble, y'all. Let me tell you, she had this clear bubble situation that I could see on Zoom. <laughs> like, it was almost like, I think she was in her garage. I can't remember, but. Yes, I was I in my garage. Like, <laughs> she was blocking out everything. But yes, um, I had to because it was it was easier for me to have um, a regular place to study because it allowed I need consistency and my head is just consistency needed to be there. And so that was my place. My children knew when I'm there, don't bother me. Just go walk by and keep it moving. So, Leticia, what could you speak to in terms of that one-to-one spirit? What was the what was the factor to you that was different than what you've had prior? Well, for me, um, going each week, we had questions. She had questions, similar test questions, and I'm an overthinker. So, in in having the one-on-one, it allowed me to. Um, read the questions differently than when I was reading them in the prior test. The one-on-ones, you broke them down and you allowed me to understand what it was actually looking for, what they were actually asking. I didn't have that before. And studying the material, like I knew the material and the way you taught me, I was able to learn the material but it came to applying it to um, the question. That's where I struggled, but the one-on-one allowed me to break it down and look at each question of like, hey, this is what it's saying. You know, I had to read some questions twice and that's what I did in my individuals. You know, reading it out loud was good for me because when Shara was having me read it, I was able to comprehend it, reading it out loud versus to myself. And I even did this during my test. I took um, and asked for um, earplugs. I couldn't use the headsets because they were they're too tight. So I got earplugs. And when I had a question that I was struggling with, I actually read it out loud. I whispered, but with the earplugs, you hear yourself. So therefore, that's how I was able to comprehend the question and put it together in how I did it during my individual sessions. And Leticia, uh, what was it like with the support factor for you? Um, For you, you held me accountable. (laughs) I knew every week I was meeting with you and I knew, you know, you were going to ask, how's the studying going? And for me, I couldn't say, well, good. Because if I hadn't been doing it, I felt guilty. And so it pushed me to study, to make sure I had to take the time out out of my day because, you know, all day I'm on the go. And so listening to the audio twice a day was really hard for me. And I hated the Quizlet. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I hated them. But I pushed myself to read them. Um, because it actually reinforced what I was reading in the the book material. So, you know, just this method, it works. I didn't think it worked. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I 
you know, I talked to her when she was selling, telling me about what she do. I said, mm, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. What about my schedule? And she did everything she said she was going to do. She actually held me accountable each week. She was flexible with her schedule with me. Um, and each week, if I didn't get something, you know, in our questions, she basically, she would explain it to me. And like she said, I could comprehend the questions. It was just the part I had my anxiety while I was in the test was I overthought. But the question, having these test questions allowed me to slow my thought process down during the test. And Leticia, one more thing, because um, you have been in this room for a while, and I understand it takes, I'm very transparent. Uh, today is in the chat. She's like, she's a transparent, but the, I always try to hold that nurturing space because I remember what it was like. And it's a lot of time. It is a lot of energy. But what comes out on the other side of that is watching somebody go from, I can't to I don't know to I can and watching mm -hmm. that transition to for you for the people that are out there because you were once there like you know I don't know she's saying a lot of good things I and mm -hmm. you know I let my work speak for itself so you went from I don't know to I don't know about this is for me to making taking action and now look at where you are right yes so what would yes. you tell your colleagues because of course there are people that okay I've tried different things. Um, you know, I'm not sure if I want to invest in anything else, but it's in social work, you're always, it doesn't matter. Um, as long as you're in the field, you're going to be investing in yourself or you're going to mm -hmm. let time invest it for you. What I would tell anyone is, is, you know, I spent a lot of money. I'm not going to lie to anyone, but I feel as though it was worth it because I'm going to reap the benefits later on. Um, so I always say what you put into something is what you're going to get out of it. If you're going to put the time, the effort, and you may have to put extra money like I did, I didn't want to trust me. I'm a shopper. So I, I love to shop, but I figured out I needed to invest in this in order to get my payout longer in the long run so always remember when you invest you're going to get a payout in the end you know is there going what sacrifice you make now is going to pay out later on when you get just those four letters because i was a one i was one that got my masters my msw but never wanted to pursue a lcsw until i got into this into just this arena of therapy and what it was because I just got an MSW just just to get to make extra money but I saw the the commitment I needed in order to make more money and I did that oh well you about to make some more because we got some talks to do miss LCSW now <laughs> we got some talk. thank you but that's beside the point. Now you kind of move on to the professional development part. But I, you know, I'm always transparent with people because I understand. I get, let's see, mm -hmm. you know, I get plenty of calls all the time. Oh my God, this isn't, you know, this is a lot. Yeah. Well, if I had to think about how much money I've spent in all the credentials, there's a, if you ever go to my LinkedIn page, if anyone's there, take a look. 22 specializations, five national credentials, 
it costs thousands of dollars. But guess mm -hmm. what? I can say that I make 150 grand and it's built up every year since I've been doing my business. And I say that I've invested in coaches, I've invested in myself and it pays its dividends, but you have to learn how, who you can align with, who mm -hmm. aligns with your values and what you need to do to get there. Everybody wants to be a doctor, right? But not everybody wants to go to medical school, right? Yes. So it, you know, you have to look at where you're investing your money, that phone at your holder, that's like a GSM change and you still don't have your license. Is it paying its dividends? Is it giving you money? Right? Some, yeah. you know, a lot of us can't say that and in social work. I always, always talk about how important it is to invest in yourself beyond what your job is expected of you because they're going to get what they need to get out of you. You best to get everything you need to get out of them. Um, that's Can I say this, of, Shara? Yeah, go ahead. In a sense, I want you all to know that Shara didn't isn't doing this. She likes the money, but she has passion in what she's doing. So I want you to understand that when you come to her, just be transparent with her. You know, like for for me, she gave me one rate, and I saw she was holding a special. I said, "Can I get that rate?" So she did work with me on rates and she worked with me on time. So I don't want you to think that I'm here soliciting because I'm not. She just asked me, and but I want you to know that you just got to invest in something and this is worth investing. I was leery, I, I you know, and but I say, if you want to consider it, talk to her and you'll see just how beneficial it will be and the payout in the long run is worth it and i appreciate this yeah i didn't i asked her like hey come back in i said get your butt in here and just talk to your colleagues because you were down there you know um and i like i said I, leticia i want her to come up to pour into you guys as i can um have people because it's one thing for me to say what i do but it's another for people to have you know, experience it and can speak to, you know, um, the trust factor. That's why this room is here. I do it every week. Not, do I have to? No, I don't. But I do it because I know what it is not to have a support system. Um, and I think I'm probably one of the few, if not the only one that does a study group every week that happens for every, some programs I know they do like one or two a month and I do it every single Monday, unless it's a holiday, I do it because I know what it is not to have that support. Um, and it, and it's vital in our community where, you know, this license, we needed to survive. We needed to thrive. We needed to move on to the next step, whether that's staying in social work or not, it's pivotal. Um, and Leticia, you can speak to that journey because this this was your first time. You could have gave up a long time ago. Yes. And you didn't. And, and that's yeah. important that people know that they should not give up. It is hard. If it wasn't, if it wasn't even, everybody would have their license. It's hard. Mm -hmm. But you are stronger than what you think. It's about the mindset. And Leticia, you exhibited just that. And I'm so proud of you. I was very surprised because I she asked me all flashcards and I'm like girl and, and then she's like yeah I took my exam and I passed I said what so I <laughs> she tricked me but it was all worth it whenever I hear somebody whether it's in this group or they've been coached by me or whatever it's a joy to watch people experience because I always feel like I'm passing all over again my exam um so I try to give as much as I can in my 
community, but Leticia, you've been a front seat to know, and as few of you who are out there have experienced that coaching, it's more than just licensing to me. It's trying to make sure that you have the option of staying in the field or not. And I think that's an option that any social worker should have, uh, especially us, our, our counterparts, they have it. Us, we're gatekept. And it's mm -hmm. something that I want to change. So Leticia, again, I just thank you for your time. I thank you for coming in and sharing um, your experience of both programs, because you did both, and just um, stick, stay with it and being a part of the community and also dealing with Clubhouse and the technicalities here. Um, I am very, very proud of you. And I am. I can't wait to see what you'll do next, um, as well as any support that you need, um, just anything, please. Let me know, don't be a stranger um, and reach out. You definitely have a, a colleague over here. So I, you. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you too. So I hope you celebrate this weekend as well-deserved. Actually, um, it's my birthday this weekend oh, also. Oh yeah, that's right, yep, yep, <laughs> double, double celebration. Any yes. last words um, before you disappear out the nest that you wanna give your colleagues in terms of, um, any advice to them in reference to just hanging in there? Uh, I don't know, whatever you want to say to keep them encouraged. You know, I, like I said, just what you put in it is what you'll get out of it. But once you get, when you've reaped what you put in, you will reap so many benefits and so many doors will open. You know, it will, it will just be amazing. But it's just, you know, always remember. You got to encounter a storm in order to see the rainbow. Oh, that, that, yep. With that, that, that didn't set it all. That didn't set it all. So <laughs> thank you so much. Um, I will be talking to you soon because we got to get some other letters behind your name and get you, all right. uh, get you going. Thank you. All right. You happy have birthday night. too. Have a good all right. night. All right. Bye-bye. All, right. all right, guys. So again, You'll be able to catch the replay of this whole entire session um, on my podcast. It will be out next week, preferably probably Monday and Wednesdays when I will drop two episodes a week. Um, some are from past clubhouses from last year, as well as the present one of the week. So definitely feel free to subscribe. Um, please leave me a review. And if you do, let me know, email me, and I will definitely uh, do a private session with you for free. I keep my word. Um, on practice questions and any support that I can give you within that hour. All right. So definitely feel free to subscribe to the podcast. You can look at the second link. That podcast is live. It's three episodes there so far. Uh, some of you may recognize some of if you've been a part of the podcast, um, the episode in prior clubhouse groups. So far, we've had what, two or three? Um, for anyone that's new to me, Above my head, that link tree has all of my social media links on six different platforms um, on top of the podcast. Uh, definitely feel free to check out. One more thing before we get into the question part of it, guys. Please make sure that um, you follow the club. And the only reason why I say that because um, the group has gotten so big. We have about 3,000 members in during the licensure. Um, my assistant does screen through because we do get spammers in the group now and I'm not always able to, um, see, and I'm trying to make sure that this group stays as legit as possible with just social workers. 
Um, so please follow the club because my VA does go through every week uh, to remove people if you're not following because she may think that you're a spammer. Um, so make sure that you're connected to following me um, on Clubhouse as well as following the club. Now, I'm not sure if you guys are able to see the Monopoly House above my head where it says Journey to Licensure um, in the title of the group. If you do see that, you should be able to click the follow button there. Um, but make sure you follow the club because it will take you out. Um, well, the VA will take you out if she doesn't recognize that you're following. That says that you're a member um, and also making sure you get updates and notifications. Okay. Um, the other update is we will be launching finally a professional development for social workers help desk. So what that means is starting the first week of February, I'll announce it again. Um, I will be running a professional development help desk for social workers room and no question is um, off guards. It's more of a Q&A where we're talking about branding, LinkedIn, uh, resume writing. If you want to become an Amazon bestseller, uh, which I've done five times over, um, if you want to be in big publishing um, publications without paying for them, Business Insider was one I, that got me my four months into my business. Well, how do you start a business? How do you build your community before you need it? Um, those are questions I want to be able to answer for you guys. This room is going to be just like the study group room, except it's going to be discussion or interactive. Um, so please look for that coming up the first week of February. It's going to be once a week. Haven't decided on a time frame yet. It'll probably be around the same time frame as this group, six, six o'clock, probably like on a Wednesday. Um, so please look out for that. Now we're going to get to the next part, and that is the questions. Now, how do you get to the questions? The questions for tonight will be above my head. If you click on this link above my head, it should be the second or third link. Oh, nope, third link down. So first you'll see is schedule consult, which anybody can do for free consultation. Um, check out Journey to Life Your podcast episodes, and then you'll see check out during the licensure uh, website. If you click on that third tab in the link tree above my head, scroll all the way to the bottom of the website, that will have the questions for tonight. Again, you're gonna click on the link above my head and go to the third tab. It's right, it's the third tab below the podcast link. Click that, check out Journey to Licensure website link and once you click on it, scroll all the way to the bottom for the clubhouse questions, okay? With that being said, I'm gonna pull you guys up. So whoever wants to come up, but remember this is a community space, come up for the questions. So raise your hand. I see you, Shayla. Um, let's see. Loving who are the questions. And for the first time, we are mixing up Three answer questions with four. I see you, Sean. Hold on. So that is a first for me. All right, let's see. Nicole, I see you. Hold on. I'm going to bring you up. Hopefully Clubhouse acts right, y'all. Remember, it was kicking Leticia out. Um, okay, so I got Shayla and Nicole. Okay, I'm trying to bring you up. It's acting crazy with Clubhouse right now. Um, who else? Maurice, I see you. Hold on. I'm trying to see if I can bring you up, sir. All right, got Maurice. I'm scanning anybody else that wants to come up. 
don't be shy. I see a few familiar faces. And also, uh, please welcome Harmony to Clubhouse. I see she has a, and Desiree, welcome to Clubhouse. And Shaniqua, I cannot, I want to make sure I'm pronouncing your name correctly, Miss Jones. I'll just say that because I don't like messing up people's birth names. Yes, Evie, the podcast will have questions and answers as well. The podcast episodes are basically uh, a stripped MP3 audio version of the one that you're listening to now. So you'll be able to play back um, the podcast episode, uh, which is basically this study group audio. So for instance, next week, that episode will be on there and it'll just be a replay of the group. Okay. So hopefully that makes sense, uh, Evie. All right. So we're going to start the questions so we can end on time. So here we go. Let me get to the first question. Hold on. My computer fell asleep. Okay. First one. Which of the following does not represent a negative symptom of schizophrenia? So this is a recall question. And look at that. It's only got three answers. So affective flattening, A. B, decreased motivation. C, sadness over loss of functionality. Okay. So let's start with A affective flattening do we keep it or do we throw it out oh don't get quiet on me y'all i don't know what's going on y'all there shayla nicole sean maurice yeah yeah i say keep okay. it i'm like hey. i say keep it <laughs> oh someone says keep it okay what about b decreased motivation Do we keep it sort out? Um, keep it. Okay. What about C, sadness over loss of functionality? Do we keep it or throw it out? Um, throw it out. Yeah, throw it out. John, Nicole, any word? Throw it out. Okay. So what would make A or B the answer? What would we need to know about this question? What is it asking? Because one, we got not, right? Two, we would need to know what is a negative symptom of schizophrenia, right? Anybody? Maurice, you popping off. Did you have something to say? I think it's, um, hold on one second. I think the answer is going to be, um, B. All right. I hear somebody in chat, a couple of people say C, and can you repeat the question, Edie Marshall? Eden, I'll repeat it one more time for you. So which of the following does not represent a negative symptom of schizophrenia. So let's just break this one down really quickly um, because first it says not. Not and least questions are usually naturally very harder. One, I tell people one tip is 
if you struggle with not and least questions, because they do require a certain level of thinking that takes a little longer, flag it till the end. Because remember, in the beginning of your exam, doesn't matter what level exam, it's about timing if you don't have accommodations, okay? So you want to look at the question no more than twice. If you got to look at it a third time, flag it. Not and least questions I had an issue with, and I will always flag them till the end. So that's one thing you can do if you are struggling with not and least. In this instance, you would have to know what a negative symptom of schizophrenia is. So affective flattening, guess what? That is a negative symptom of schizophrenia. Decreased motivation, that is a negative symptom of schizophrenia. C, sadness over loss of functionality is not a symptom, a negative symptom of schizophrenia, okay? So let's talk about negative symptoms of schizophrenia. Does anyone know what they are and what the meaning is? If not, that's okay. But I, I want to know if you guys actually know what a negative symptom is. I know one is poor hygiene. Okay. Thank you. Anybody else? Um, what, from what I remember, I know a negative <laughs> symptom is label and affect and i know i know you were just asking what was negative but i know for positive mm -hmm. is the hallucinations and um i believe speech if i'm not correct I'm not mistaken yes so let's talk about positive and negative symptoms so symptoms of schizophrenia are usually classified into positive and negative symptoms Positive symptoms are any change of behavior or thought, such as hallucinations or delusions. Negative symptoms are where people appear to withdraw from the world around them. Uh, they take in no interest in everyday social interactions, and they often appear emotionless and flat. Those are negative symptoms of schizophrenia. So if you need me to repeat them, I can. Anybody need a repeat or you guys pretty much got the breakdown? So yeah. Eden just said negative meaning not a symptom. It is. So negative, we're going to go over negative and positive symptoms. So there's two categories. There's negative symptoms of schizophrenia and there are positive symptoms of schizophrenia. So positive symptoms are any change in behavior or thought such as hallucinations or delusions. Those are positive symptoms. Negative symptoms are where people appear to be withdrawn from the world around them. They take in no interest in everyday social interactions and often appear emotionless and flat. Okay. So think about schizophrenia. If you've ever been around someone that's psychotic, they often show a lot of negative symptoms. I used to work around 40, 40 psychotic uh, patients every day at nine o'clock in the morning. Can you imagine? Um, oftentimes they would internally respond. Some of them would have delusions. Internal response to stimuli just means that they're responding to themselves or responding to, um, um, there's responding to auditory hallucinations. So nonetheless, you want to make sure you know negative and positive symptoms of schizophrenia. Now for the bachelor's degree, I mean, bachelor's degree, bachelor's license, you're not going to see so many diagnostics as much, but on the master's assessment is 28%. On the clinical is 30%. All that means 
is you're going to get more first, best, next application questions on you having to recall the information and apply it, okay? So with that being said, we're going to go to the next question. But before we move on, do you guys have a clarity now of negative and positive symptoms of schizophrenia? I guess. Yes. All right. So we're going to go to the next one. Jamie is a high school dropout who is of the age of 17 years old. She is also an unwed mother who is no longer welcome within her own family. Jamie has a history of being a neglect, uh, being neglected at an early age of four. She was also under the care of CPS. So that's her, some of her pathology. She has very little experience with positive parenting and has not, um, has, doesn't have a, a good history of lasting relationships with men or women. Jamie is not employed currently and reports feelings of loneliness. A social worker be, would be first concerned of. Now, I'm going to stop right there. This is an application question. Um, keep in mind with application questions, you're having to pull on the developmental cognitive behavioral development of that person. Okay. Application is all about taking theoretical concepts, knowing what they look like and applying it to the client at hand. All right. So if that's something I want you to remember when you're looking at these type of questions, there's always an underlying theoretical concept that they are testing usually related to human behavior. So if she's 17, I want you to think about where she is. You should be thinking about Erickson, right? You should be thinking about maybe Piaget and cognitive theory. Where is this lady in her life? She is pregnant. What are some of the psychosocial factors that may be affecting her ability to function? This is again, where if you do not have a good study guide, you're in trouble. If you're reading a study guide and it looks like hieroglyphics, you will miss gaps. These are one of those questions here where you have to make sure that you not only understand what they're asking you, but you have to use the knowledge that you have obtained from your study material, if you have good study material, that reflects and gives an example that you can recall and apply to the person in the scenario, okay? With that being said, we're gonna go to the answer choices. A, Jamie's likelihood of becoming suicidal. B, Jamie may neglect or abuse her child. C, Jamie may abandon the child. D, Jamie will look for an abusive partner. So let's start with A. Do we keep A or do we take it out? Throw it out. Okay. It Anybody out. else agree? Here agree. Okay. We could take A out. Now let's look at B. Jamie may neglect or abuse her child. Do we keep it or throw it out? Keep it. Let's keep it. Okay. Remember, we're only trying to get to our best two for now so we can keep it. Okay. C, Jamie may abandon the child. Do we keep it or do we throw it out? Throw it out. Yes, throw it out. All right. Now we're stuck with two. D, Jamie will look for an abusive partner. Do we keep it or do we throw it out? Throw it out. All right. Maurice, you sound a little bit far away, by the way, just to let you know. All right. Um, so let's talk about this. Why would it be Jamie may neglect or abuse her child? What she has a high right there? Hmm. Got a history already. I mean, she done been through it as a child herself. Hmm. 
So how would you be able to depict the likelihood of that, though? What's there besides the fact that she's 17, so <laughs> frontal lobe, not all that developed? She was neglected as a child mm -hmm. herself and mm -hmm. then under the care of CPS. And then also, too, um, she has very little positive um, parenting, experience with positive parenting. Yes. So oftentimes we know in cycles of abuse, often perpetrators of abuse have usually are implementing unhealthy or recreating trauma, right? And oftentimes it becomes generational. So that is definitely an indication that that child um, is in a not good position for repeating her mother's pathology. So correct. Good job. But does that you really now, um, help me guys did that help in terms of before we went into the answer choices letting you recognize what type of question it was and pulling out some of the psychosocial stressors that also could lead to an implication for her child yes that was helpful okay. yeah all right because that also helps me as a teacher know if, if it, you guys are you know if it's coming across all right, good. So we're going to go to the next one. A 19-year-old college student is brought by ambulance to the ER department. His college dorm supervisor who called the ambulance reports that the student was isolating himself, was pacing himself in his room, and was not responding to questions. In the ER, the patient gets down in a crouching position and begins making barking noises at seemingly random times. His during toxicology report is negative and all labs are within normal limits. What is the best description of these symptoms? A, an animal delusion, the patient believes he is a dog. B, intermittent explosive rage. C, canatonic behavior. D, formal thought disorder, okay? So let's start with A, an animal delusion. The patient believes he is a dog. Do we keep it or do we throw it out? Throw it, throw out. it out. All right. Let me make sure that one's out. B, intermittent explosive rage. Do we keep it or do we throw it out? Throw, throw it out. C, canatonic behavior. Do we keep it or throw it keep out? Keep it. Keep it. D, formal thought disorder, do we keep it or throw it out? Throw it out. Throw it out. Okay. Now, what would make it catatonic? Um, what makes it catatonic is the fact that um, he's not speaking or responding to questions. And also, when you're in catatonic states, you, you will do things as far as like stand in one position um, or make noises. Yeah, the things he's doing um is unusual as a person that people would do. Thank you guys. Any other input on that one? Yes. So, by the way, what are delusions? Distorted thoughts and and beliefs. Yes, yes, yes. Somebody's been studying. Thank you, Miss McCoy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So with that being said, the patient most likely is experiencing exhibiting psychomotor agitation. 
but it's a specific type, namely canatonic excitement that does not relate to the environment or any goal-directed motivation. So, and it can occur in canatonia. Most people, when they think of canatonic, they're thinking of just someone staring, but canatonic doesn't, doesn't have to be someone um, standing still. It can also mean a form of agitation. Now, keep in mind, his urine toxicology is negative. His labs are within normal limits. Now, even though there is no um, duration there for diagnostic purposes, what category, if you had to assume, not this is not really test related, but diagnostically, where would you put him? If you're talking about canatonic behavior, if we have to look at various disorders and categories, where would you put him? Free psychotic disorder, maybe, or schizophrenia? Bipolar. So, well, and here's the thing, if we were to say bipolar, um, we would need a little bit more information because manic, hypomanic, depressive episode would have to be present. It gets a little bit more complicated if you add specifiers because you can have bipolar and have um, periods of psychosis. Uh, there are specifiers for that. But for the case of testing only, because you would never, even on a clinical exam, you'll never get specifiers. Um, for the sake of this, I wanted to just point out that because there are no clues that there's any no underlying medical condition, of course, canatonic behavior does point to some type of psychosis, right? More generalized than trying to say schizophrenia, but schizophrenia has certain DSM-5 criteria, and right now we don't have a duration. So I'm just going to put psychosis, but you guys were on the right track nonetheless. We would need a little bit more information to know what type of psychotic disorder this guy has, right? So with that, I hope you enjoyed this session today. You guys know where to find me um, on various channels. Please feel free to go ahead and remind you before we forget, because I know there's a long session. Um, make sure you follow the club because, um, again, my VA is going through to make sure that it's social workers only that's in this space is for you guys. And I do not want sp <laughs> any spammers. I've had people come into the space and just put all types of stuff that shouldn't be in the chat because they're not social workers. They're like Forex traders or whatever. And I just want to make sure it stays for us. So with that being said, uh, please, please follow the club um, and follow me. That way I can make sure that um, you're getting the notifications that you're part of the club. Please follow the podcast. If you please give it a review, if you do, please email me and let me know or message me on a, um, any one of the social media platforms and I will give you a free one hour session with me regarding your process and give you practice questions to see where you're at. I appreciate you. You guys know where to find me if you want to do a free consultation. Um, enrollment for this boot camp is closing as of the 28th. Um, the boot camp is from the 28th of this month until March 11th. Now, I know some of you guys um, probably are missing it or it's too close, and I get that. So if you want, I am going to open up enrollment for the next boot camp, which is going to come up right after this one ends for the spring, right before the spring um, on the 11th so of March. So I will be open up enrollment for that. That will give you guys a lot more time to make a decision um, of whether you want to participate or not. Um, but again, for people that want to join this boot camp, it is closing on um, the 20, I want to say the 26th. 
um, just because I have to close up. We do have a few people that joined from the group, but also understand that group is not for everybody. So we do offer one-on-one -on -one flexibility coaching as well. Okay. Um, do a free consultation with me. The link is in the bio in the, I said in the bio, but the link is above, right? You can always click and do a consultation just so we can kind of problem solve, uh, where you're at with your licensing and give you some support beyond this space. Again, the space, I love it. However, it's not a space that you can study from entirely because we, it's just way too much information with three different exams. So the best way to get the best support that you can so you can move on um, is to definitely do a consultation with me. It is free, 15 minutes. Usually, sometimes it goes longer depending on the conversation and what we talk about. Please look forward to the professional development group help desk that will be coming out the first week of February. Please bring your questions. Um, it's just for this club, whether and there's no topic offhand, whether that's getting started, building a business, building a brand, um, trying to learn how to leverage social media, um, trying to get your voice out there more. Um, definitely have some tips on doing that. So feel free to come to that group. It's probably going to be on a Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I will make an announcement more about that at the next clubhouse um, coming up because that'll be the last clubhouse, I believe, before this month is over. Um, so I will make sure you get that information. Other than that, please have a good evening. I will talk to all of you soon. I feel uh, free to contact me during the week. And please be blessed and take care of yourselves. All right. Bye, everybody. Oh, Michelle says, when is the podcast again? So the podcast uh, is already up. It's there. All you have to do is go ahead and click um, the link above my head before I in the room um, and click that link tree. It's the second one down. That podcast is already live. The episodes are already there. Yep. Turkisha is already. Yep. She says podcast on the link tree It's there. Even if you go to my TikTok, there's a live link there for it. Uh, Facebook business page, there's a live link there for it. Um, Twitter, there's a live link there for it. Uh, YouTube, I'm not sure if there's a, a live link there for it. But um, most of my social media platforms, all of them have a live link of all of my social media pages, which I, I definitely encourage you to follow um, if you can. And especially TikTok, you may get some good laughs off of there if you follow me there. Um, cause I like to have fun on there, but again, those links are, that link tree is all across all six, seven platforms. You can follow me on all my social media channels there, as well as the podcast, subscribe to it. So you, if you do, don't get a chance to come into clubhouse, you won't miss, um, a clip there. That was kind of my gift to you guys this year is I wanted to make sure that to turn this room into it being a little bit more reachable for social workers that are not always able to come here, um, but still get some type of motivation and support, um, as well as hear people's stories to stay motivated with their licensing journey. All right, guys, well, have a good night, and I will talk to all of you guys soon. Take care until then. Good night.